0: Chapter 5 of The Precipice by Ivan Goncharov, translated by M. Bryant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In Moscow, Raisky spent his time partly in the university, partly in the Kremlin gardens. In the evening he sat in the club with his friends, hot-headed, good-hearted individuals. Every one of them made a great to-do and confidently expected a great future at the university as at school raisky paid little attention to the rules of grammar but observed intently the professor and the students but as soon as the lecture touched actual life and brought living men romans germans or russians on the scene whether in history or literature he involuntarily gave the lecturer his attention and the personages and their doings became real to him in his second year he made friends with a poor student named kozlov the son of a deacon who had been sent first of all to a seminary but had taught himself latin and greek at home and thus gained admission to the gymnasium he zealously studied the life of antiquity but understood nothing of the life going on around him felt himself drawn to this young man at first because of his loneliness his reserve simplicity and kindness later he discovered in him passion the sacred fire profundity of comprehension and austerity of thought and delicacy of perception in all that pertained to antiquity Kozlov, on his side, was devoted to Raisky, whose vivacious temperament could not be permanently bound by anything. The outcome was the great gift of an intimate friendship. In summer, Raisky liked to explore the neighborhood of Moscow. He explored old convents, examined their dark recesses, the blackened pictures of the saints and martyrs his imagination interpreted old russia for him better than the lectures of his professors the czars monks warriors and statesmen of the past filed before him as they lived and moved moscow seemed to him to be a miniature tsardom here was conflict here the death punishment was carried out he saw tatars cossacks of the dawn the varied life attracted him in spite of obstacles he passed from one course to another at the university he was helped by the reputation for talent he had won by certain poems and essays the subjects of which were drawn from russian history which service do you mean to enter the dean asked him one day in a week's time you will be leaving the university what are you going to do raisky was silent what profession have you selected raisky almost answered that he meant to be an artist but he remembered in time the reception that this proposition had received from his guardian and his aunt i shall write verses he answered in a low tone but that is not a profession you may write verses and yet stories too naturally you can write stories as well you have talent and means to develop it but what profession profession i asked for the moment i shall enter the guards later on the civil service i mean to be a barrister a governor the dean smiled you begin by being an ensign that is comprehensible you and Leonid kozlov are exceptions every other man has made his decision when kozlov was asked his intentions he replied that he would like to be a schoolmaster somewhere in the interior and from this intention he refused to be turned aside raisky moved among the golden youth of st petersburg society first as young officer then as bureaucrat fulfilled his duties in devotion to the beauty of many an armid, suffering to some degree and gaining some experience in the process. After a time, his dreams and his artistic consciousness revived. He seemed to see the Volga flowing between its steep banks, the shady garden and the wooded precipice. He abandoned the civil service in its turn to enter the Academy of Arts. His education would never be finished, but he was determined to be a creative artist his aunt scolded him by letter for having left the guards his guardian advised him to seek a position in the senate and send him letters of recommendation but raisky did not enter the senate but indolently pursued his artistic studies read a great deal wrote poems and prose Danced, went into society and to the theatre, indulged in wild dissipation, and at the same time did some musical composition and drew a portrait of a lady. He would spend one week in dissipation and then next in diligent study at the academy. Life knocked at the door and tore him from his artist's dreams to a dissolute existence of alternating pleasure and boredom the universal summer exodus from the capital had driven him abroad but one day when he came home he found two letters awaiting him one from tatiana markovna the other from his comrade at the university leonid kozlov who had been installed in raisky's native place as a master in the gymnasium during all these years his aunt had often written to him and sent him statements of accounts his answers were short but affectionate the accounts he tore up without having even looked at them is it not a sin she wrote to forget an old woman like me when i am all the family you have but in these days it seems that old people have in the judgment of youth become superfluous but i have not even leisure to die i have two grown-up nieces and until their future is settled to my satisfaction i shall pray god to spare my life and then his will be done i do not complain that you forget me but if i were not here my little girls your sisters would be alone you are their next of kin and their natural protector think too of the estate i am old and can no longer be your bailiff to whom do you intend to entrust the estate the place will be ruined and the estate dissipated it breaks my heart to think that your family's silver bronzes pictures diamonds lace china and glass will come into the hands of the servants or the jews or the usurers so long as your grandmother lives you may be sure that not a thread goes astray but after that i can give no guarantee and my two nieces what is to become of them vera is a good sensible but retiring girl and does not concern herself with domestic matters at all marfinka will be a splendid manager but she is still young although she ought to have been married before now she is still such a child in her ideas thank god she will mature with experience and meantime i shelter her she appreciates this and does nothing against her grandmother's will for which may god reward her in the house she is a great help but i do not let her do anything on the estate that is no work for a young girl do not defer your coming but gladden your grandmother's heart she is devoted to you not merely because of the relationship but from her heart you were conscious of the sympathy between us when you were a child i don't know what you are in manhood but you were then a good nephew come if only to see your sisters and perhaps happiness will reward your coming If God grants me joy of seeing you married and laying the estate in your hands, I shall die happy. Mary, Borushka, you are long since of an age to do so. Then my little girls will still have a home. So long as you remain unmarried, they cannot live in your house. Mary, please your grandmother, and God will not forsake you i wait your coming let me know when to expect you tit nikonich desires to be remembered to you he has aged but is still hale and hearty he has the same smile still talks well and has such pleasant manners that none of the young dandies can hold a candle to him bring him please a vest and hose of samian leather It is worn now, I hear, as a specific against rheumatism. It will be a surprise for him. I enclose the account for the last two years. Accept my blessing. End of chapter 5